Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Most of you recall how it all went down with the Trans Mountain Pipeline because the approval of the Trans Mountain Pipeline was made in conjunction with the official rejection of the Northern Gateway Pipeline, which was by that point, for all intents and purposes, dead anyway. But to ensure it stayed that way, the federal government announced that they would be bringing in a ban on tanker traffic on the B.C. coast. So that led to Bill C-48. Now, fortunately, Bill C-48 is not an obstacle to the Trans Mountain Pipeline going ahead, uh, if indeed it it can, uh, but would certainly pose an obstacle for future pipeline projects and the ability for Alberta to get its product to the West Coast for export. And there's a lot of concern about C-48 and some of the wording of the legislation, because the idea of an oil tanker moratorium Uh, That sounds simple and straightforward enough. But as always, the devil is in the details. So as the bill is now before the Senate, even the Alberta government has now taken the opportunity to weigh in on this and express some concern about what it might mean to our province. Uh, The Alberta government submitted a letter this week, a written request to object to the legislation at upcoming Senate hearings. Energy Minister Mark McQuaid-Boyd writes... As Don Bray details in his piece in the Calgary Herald today, Alberta continues to have serious concerns with this legislation's treatment of persistent oils, such as partially upgraded bitumen and particularly condensates. Many stakeholders are supportive of shipping these products off of B.C.'s north coast. It is also worth noting that tankers have been safely moving along Canada's west coast since the 1930s. Well, Alberta Senator Doug Black is promising a big pushback on second reading of this legislation, says it's an attempt to further restrict the oil sands, that it takes direct aim at the oil sands and Alberta's ability to refine products and ship them. Well, joining us to talk a bit more about this legislation, his concerns, uh, and what can be done to counter all of this, uh, is the aforementioned uh, Senator Doug Black. Senator, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Always good to talk to you, Rob. All right. Well, let's talk about C-48 because the Oil Tanker Moratorium Act, I mean, there, there may be some legitimate concerns about tankers on, on certain parts of the, the coastline, but what's this really all about in your sense? Well, what this is all about is this is all about endeavoring to keep the oil sands from developing and it's all about uh, collaterally i don't think there's any intent here there's clear intent to ensure the oil sands don't continue to develop Uh, collaterally though it ensures that any petrochemical or additional refining or upgrading that we'll do in alberta is closed down because look we need to be able to get our product from alberta to the Pacific Ocean to get it to markets in Asia. And this effectively, completely uh, kills it, kills that opportunity. Because we it seems. Right. I mean, this is not a tanker ban in the sense that it, it doesn't ban tankers from coming in. This deals with shipments uh, being loaded onto tankers, and, and that would include uh, things like diluted bitumen. Totally. But it, it affect, I mean, it, it clearly is a tanker ban in, in that, obviously, Rob, no tanker is going to come in if they can't load product. Right. <laughs> right? So, I mean, that, that completely kills it. And uh, there's no justification for this. The justification that's being used is, uh, you know, safety. Well, there 
our record, our record in Canada in terms of spills on water is almost perfect, like perfect. And since people always bring up Exxon Valdez, which was 20, 30 years or so ago, all these tankers have double hulls. They have double piloting. Uh, it's just incredibly sophisticated now. And in the event that there should be any type of incident, and please God, there never would be, the government of Canada has put in hundreds of millions of dollars to upgrade our ability to respond to a spill. So there is no realistic worry. And if there was such a worry, I'm asking, why don't we have a tanker ban on the East Coast? Because every day there would be dozens of vessels coming into St. John, New Brunswick, Halifax, St. John's, Newfoundland, Montreal, Quebec City, down into the Great Lakes. We're not hearing about a tanker ban in the East now, are we? Not at all. This is an effort to uh, restrict Alberta's ability to develop the oil sands. That's what it is. Right, because if, if BC were to develop LNG, mm-hmm. uh, would, would the tanker ban apply to shipments no. of, of LNG? No. No, it wouldn't? No, it does not. It does not. It applies to products effectively that would be coming from Alberta, either refined products or bitumen or diluted bitumen. And I mean, let's be let's be fair. I mean, if there if there is a spill of gas or liquefied natural gas on water, of course that would be easier to clean up than oil. So I mean, that, let's be fair about that. But what I'm saying, and more importantly than me, what the Coast Guard folks are saying, what the pilotage authority of folks are saying, and this is all on public record, our record is stellar. Perhaps perhaps likely the best in the world in terms of safety for products on the water. I mean, every day, Rob, can you imagine what's coming into Vancouver Harbor? Which, of course, I encourage. But there would be products way more hazardous being shipped into Vancouver Harbor than oil. And incidentally, you know, of course, this ban only starts from the north of Vancouver Island up to Alaska. So it's dead-aimed. It's dead aimed at us getting a pipeline to uh, the West Coast. And it's not, it's not right. It's not in Canada's interest. And I'm going to do what I can to um, prevent it from right. happening. And to be clear, this, this wouldn't prevent the, the Trans Mountain Pipeline from getting built. No, no, right. totally not. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we had enough problems with that. And that's why I haven't raised this issue to now, because I've been 120% focused on Trans Mountain, and I didn't want to take anybody's focus off that file. Right. But now that that, at least there's a break in the action, we have to indicate to this government that this ban is discriminatory, might be unconstitutional, and is very prejudicial to Alberta, which is to say Canada. Because as goes Alberta's economy, so goes Canada. Right, and the Alberta government has raised many of these same concerns. What, what seems interesting, though, is that the Alberta government maybe uh, is, is more focused on changing this bill instead of stopping this bill. Do you, do you think that there's a way that, that this can be improved, or do we need to, do we need to stop this bill altogether? 
Well, my my first objective is to stop this bill altogether in the Senate. That's my first objective. And my fallback position will be to have the definitions changed so that what can be transported is not as restrictive as it is now. But I don't really even want to get into that off the get-go because once I get into that conversation, I'm admitting that at some level, I'm, you know, I support the concept of a tanker ban. And I completely do not support the concept of a tanker ban because it's not in Alberta's interest. So I don't want to get dragged into a conversation around, is it this, is it that, is it this, is it that? I want to say none of it. We should be able to transport safely and responsibly our product to Tidewater onward to market. And Rob, let me also say that We have seen here in Canada the nature of our trade relationship with our great friend and partner, the U.S. We have seen over the last number of days that we no longer can count on them to uh, have any kind of goodwill towards our interests. So it is urgent that we find other markets. And we in Canada must do everything that we possibly can to find additional markets for our oil and our wheat and our canola and our lumber and our steel because we do not have a friend in the U.S. today. So let's take this as an opportunity to wherever there's an obstacle to trading with the world, like the tanker ban, that we just kill it dead. What about the the prospect that C-48 might even be unconstitutional? Do you think there's something there? Yes, I do think there's something there. There is a provision in the Constitution, and I think it's so long since I did this, but I I think it's Section 121 that provides that you cannot have impediments to, we'll call it, free trade of goods and services across the country. Now, it's complicated, but I'm going to take the position off the get-go that this is an interference with free trade. This is an interference with Alberta's ability to transport its products. And uh, a similar argument, incidentally, to what British Columbia is raising in terms of them not wanting the Trans Mountain Pipeline tripled. They're saying we don't, you know, we're going to restrict any additional uh, heavy oil or diluted heavy oil across our jurisdiction. So we would argue a similar case and and it clear i mean if this if if the, if this goes ahead if the government is successful here you bet this is going to be challenged in the courts i mean you bet you bet it is because yeah. the eagle spirit pipeline to start with which is a very interesting project which is you know supported by large numbers of first nations groups and cannot proceed if there's a tanker ban and they're not happy they're very unhappy about that because they say they have absolutely not been consulted, which is a problem Mm -hmm. from a government that says they put high value on consultation. Yes, indeed. So next step, I guess, second reading, this bill will be back uh, probably in the fall then? In the fall. There was some hope on the government's part that we'd be able to get it done now, but uh, myself and some other senators are very opposed to that, Uh, so it will move to the fall now. And, you know, we're going to have a spirited and open debate in the Senate, then it's going to go to committee, and certainly we're going to ensure that the voices opposed to this uh, ban are heard and heard clearly, and Canadians come to understand that this is not in our national interest. And 
this would be a time that maybe we should be worried about our national interest. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, something to keep a close eye on, C48. Uh, more on uh, these issues and more at DougBlack.ca. Senator, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. See you later. Yes, indeed. That is uh, Alberta Senator, elected Senator Doug Black. Uh, his thoughts on C48, this tanker ban, and what it really means. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.